welcome to the Lifestyle Medicine Project. If you're ready to finally commit to lifelong health, feeling better, and improving your mental and physical health for good, you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Jennifer Kogel, a nurse practitioner, certified functional medicine practitioner, boy mom to three, and wife. I have a calling on my life to transform the way that you view and experience healthcare because I believe that traditional medicine is leading people astray. We don't need to give a pill for the ill. We need to empower people to have a true lifestyle transformation, both internally and externally. And most importantly, commit and be disciplined to the process. It's time for you to go against the grain to get to optimal health that is going to have you feeling incredible. I can't wait to create a true lifestyle change with you. Let's mandate vegetables and tackle this project together. So you feel like you've done all the things, like all the things. You've changed the way you're eating. You've changed your workout. Like you've done it all, but you're still not losing weight. That's why you're here. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you one of the main reasons you haven't lost weight. And some of you are probably going to turn this off as soon as I say it. Others are going to stay tuned. And if you do, I hope that you will message me and let me know how you benefited from this episode. By the way, this is episode number 50. Y'all, it is number 50. Celebrate with me. Do a happy dance. I'm so excited. Um, Number 50. I can't wait to reach number 100. Um, if you're loving this podcast, y'all send me a message, support at jennifercobel.com. Let me know what you love about it. Let me know what you don't love about it. Send me some questions if you have any. More than happy to answer them. I love to hear from y'all. So let's get on with this episode. So I'm going to t- say one word. It is sleep. Okay. It is so underrated. We compete to see who has had the least amount of sleep and who is mother of the year by staying up past 12, 1 o'clock doing the things that we do. It is a competition, has become a competition. I'm very thankful to say I've not competed in that competition, never won the competition, because if being mother of the year requires me staying up past nine o'clock, then I am out of the running. Um, <laughs> I have always valued sleep. I've always made it a priority. Um, some people call this selfish. I call it self-care. Anyway, so why does sleep affect your weight loss? Well, because it affects every system of your body. All right, in this particular episode, we're going to talk about how it affects your weight, which involves primarily your endocrine and digestive system. So first things first, when you sleep, your physical body is restored. Okay, even short periods of insufficient, okay, so not enough sleep, or the opposite end of the spectrum, too much sleep have been associated with the next five things that we're going to talk about. Okay, five ideas we're going to talk about. So when you don't get enough sleep, it puts you at risk for gaining weight. 
Well, you ask how, why that's crazy. No, actually it's not because God in his infinite wisdom made our bodies amazing, amazing things. All right. And when we lack sleep, even a little bit, it affects our hormones, two in particular that are called leptin, which is a hormone that shuts off our hunger, and ghrelin, ghrelin, G-H-R-E-L-I-N, which is a hormone that tells you that you are hungry, okay? So these two hormones are jacked up when you don't get enough sleep. And when you lack sleep, it increases the ghrelin, ghrelin, tells you and you get those hunger signals more and it decreases the leptin which is the hormone that shuts off the hunger and can lead to your overeating and gaining weight because your brain your body is not telling yourself that you're not hungry anymore it's saying that you are hungry because you're craving that energy and then to top all that off lack of sleep affects our decision making So if we have our guard down, um, we're just like too fatigued, too tired to make smart decisions. We're more likely to reach for those high calorie foods with a lot of salt, a lot of sugar, a lot of fat that gives us that quick energy that we're craving. So two, three o'clock in the afternoon, you have that little slump, you reach for a Snickers bar or maybe some chips and a Coke Um, that's your body craving that energy because those hormones are off. Um, So like I said, lack of sleep can decrease um, focus. It can decrease your energy levels, um, which then in turn takes away your motivation to exercise or move your body in general. So you can see this is just a very slippery slope, okay? And so when we... When our hunger hormones are off and we don't have the focus and we don't have the energy to do the things that are going to help us feel better um, and lose weight, that increases our insulin secretion, which is the hormone that goes out to take the sugar out of the blood and then increases our fat storage and then in turn increases your risk of type 2 diabetes. So y'all, it is a snowball effect, okay? So don't message me and be like, you know, you're wrong, sleep's not important because it is oh so, so very important, okay? That's why God made nighttime. Thank you, Lord, for that. Now that we've talked about how important sleep is, let's talk about how to get better sleep. I've told you the problem, now let's get the solution. All right, first thing, have a consistent bedtime and wake time, okay? Go to bed at the same time every night, wake up at the same time every morning. Preferably, you go to bed before midnight because those um, earlier hours are when you get, like, the deepest sleep. And then preferably, you would go to bed seven to eight hours before you need to get up, okay? Your body craves routine, and this is the the start of the routine okay now two exercise regularly again i've said it once i'll say it a thousand times i'm not saying go do a crossfit workout all i'm saying is if you're sedentary go walk for 10 minutes okay get your heart rate up a little bit and then just add slowly to it um throughout the the weeks okay 
And then preferably you would exercise in the morning. That is just so that by the end of the day, you're ready to wind down and chill out instead of get jacked up on a workout. Okay, three, go outside and get some sunshine. I cannot wait till I can go outside and feel the warm sun on my face. Down here in GA, we have had lots and lots and lots of rainy, overcast, cold days. And y'all, I was not made for the cold. Okay, props to y'all up north. Okay, so go outside, get some sunshine, preferably the early morning light. Um, and this helps with your body's circadian rhythm um, and helps you get synchronized with the day. Okay, four, no caffeine after 12. And also no alcohol two to three hours prior to bedtime. I know, I don't know because I've never had a nightcap because I'm, me and alcohol, we just don't jive. But anyway, caffeine affects your ability to fall asleep. Alcohol affects your ability to stay asleep. So you have that nightcap, it helps you fall asleep. But then you're probably waking up around one, two, three in the morning. Then you can't go back to sleep, okay? So both of these have an effect on the restorative restful sleep that you get so you might be asleep but it's not like a deep restful restorative where your body can kind of process the things from the day all right number five have a bedtime routine so consistent bedtime wake time then you have a bedtime routine I don't know what it is, don't know what it looks like. It could be that you read for 10 or 15 minutes after you've brushed your teeth and got your pajamas on. You could journal to get all of the thoughts out of your head and onto a piece of paper. You could do yoga, whatever. But whatever it is, just avoid blue light from TVs, phones, and tablets because blue light can block the production of melatonin, which is the hormone that tells your body it's time to go to sleep. Okay? Number six, keep the bedroom for sleep and um, other things. Because this is a family-friendly show, I will leave your mind to other things. When I say no, com no TV, no computer, no tablet, no phone in the bedroom, only activities that occur in the bedroom are sleep and husband and wife activities. Okay? We'll leave it at that. Keep that room for two things only so that when you walk into that room, you don't get stressed out. You don't start worrying. That is a place of relaxation and calm. And number seven, keep your environment comfortable, meaning keep it at a comfortable temperature, you know, like a little chilly, get under the warm covers. Okay, if you don't like covers, then maybe a little warmer. Whatever is comfortable for you. Make sure your room is dark. So cover any clocks or lights. Like, you know, we have a monitor in our room. So I have to turn that away for me because it shines in my, in my eyes. Um, and then use a sound machine or earplugs. I have started using earplugs. That has helped me tremendously. Number eight. When it comes to food, eat at least two hours before bedtime so your body can work, break it down, and absorb the food, and it's not working while you're trying to sleep because that does not make for a restful sleep. And number nine, if you have to take daytime naps, okay, not suggesting them, but if you are to the point where you are exhausted and you are not safe driving 
or having problems with focusing, a short daytime nap, 20 to 30 minutes, no longer than 30 minutes, can help you with your focus for the rest of the day, okay? If you're already having problems with insomnia, try to avoid late afternoon naps because this could in, like cause more problems with your insomnia, okay? So we'll hit those real quick again. Getting better sleep, have a consistent bedtime and wake time, regular exercise, get outside and get some sunshine, no caffeine after 12, no alcohol two to three hours prior to bedtime, have a bedtime routine, completely up to you as long as it doesn't involve blue light, six, keep the bedroom for sleep and other marital affairs, keep your environment comfortable, don't eat two hours before bedtime, and keep daytime naps to 20 to 30 minutes if you feel they are necessary, okay? So, good luck tonight. I hope that you implement one, if not all, of these suggestions. If you do and you start getting better sleep, hit me up at support at and let me know that this episode has helped you, okay? Now, one other thing. If you haven't yet and you are trying to lose weight, okay, obviously you probably are if you're listening to this episode, and you're not really sure how to meal plan either, head on over to jennifercobel.com forward slash meal planning toolkit and download my free toolkit to help you plan your meals. It's actually the exact template that I use to help plan around sports, meetings, works, and everything in between when it comes to kids and adults working, okay? So being prepared for the week will help you focus on... Um, healthy food instead of hitting up the drive through after an exhausting day at work. Like it will be ready for you to either finish cooking or, um, you know, something to heat up when you get home. So again, head over to jennifercobel.com forward slash meal planning toolkit and take a look. Um, it is completely free. That is it. If you have any questions, just send me an email at support at jennifercobel.com. And I hope you all have very happy meal planning and I will talk to y'all soon. Bye. Real quick before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is to head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show and leave me a written review. Can't wait to hear from y'all.